0: Welcome to Witness Wednesdays here on the Walk Boldly with Jesus podcast. I am your host, Katherine Duggan. However, each Wednesday, I will have a guest give their witness of how God is working in their lives. Hearing how God is working in other people's lives shows us how deeply he cares for each one of us individually. Listening to these experiences will help your faith grow. I am so blessed to be able to share these with you. Let's get started. Our guest speaker today is a friend of mine named Jeremy. I first met Jeremy through his wife, Christiane. We had a mutual friend, and when Tony and I were moving to Germany, our friend put us in contact, as Christiane and Jeremy had moved to Germany a few months earlier. It was great to meet someone so soon after getting there. I love that about the military. Everyone helps everyone, and someone you know at this base probably knows someone at the new base you're moving to. Jeremy is going to give his witness about how he struggled with loss and what happened when he turned to God and told him, I can't do this. You need to do it for me. Jeremy also talks about something I think many of us struggle with, something I talk about often. He talks about his struggle to accept that he already has God's love. He doesn't have to earn it. It is an amazing witness, and I can't wait to share it with you. Take it away, Jeremy.
1: Hello, everyone. I wanted to start out by thanking so many of you, if you're listening, who have shared your story and your testimony of what God has done in your life, in and through you, and how He has just shown up for you in times when you most needed Him. That's been a great encouragement to me and encouragement to many, and hopefully this story will be an encouragement to you. First, I'd like to start with something that Corey Tenboom used to talk about in all her speeches. She was one of the uh, ladies who um, ran the hiding place during World War II. They hid Jews, maybe saved as many as 800 Jews, people think, from concentration camps. And at one point, she was betrayed, their family was betrayed, and they went to uh, prison and concentration camps, and her dad and her sister were both killed in those camps while she was working to save the Jews. She used to talk about a tapestry and life being that tapestry, and she shared a poem how sometimes all we see is the back of that tapestry, which is all messy, and God is weaving together our lives as a tapestry in a beautiful picture, but we just can't see it, uh, because we're looking at the backside, and we don't realize that both the good and the bad things happening to us are all part of God's plan. The way I see my life thinking about that tapestry is I'm just one of those threads, God is weaving together my life with other people's lives in and around me, bumping us together to make a beautiful weave that in the end will bring glory to him. My life verse is 2 Corinthians 5, verses 17 to 21. It says that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I see the tapestry of my life weaving together where at one hand I'm learning to reach out to others and call them to be reconciled to God, while at the same time I'm learning every day and all the time that I am already fully reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. The reason I say that is because I've always been a people pleaser. Uh, I grew up the youngest in my family of three kids, always wanted to make everyone happy. When I was about seven or eight, I prayed with my parents to accept Jesus into my heart. And I knew you really had to mean it. So if you really had to mean it, I prayed not just once, but like every night for maybe months that just in case I didn't mean it last night, tonight, God, I really mean it. I want you in my heart. And sometimes I had that attitude serving God. I didn't know if I was doing quite enough or doing well enough. In uh, one particular time in my life, in 11th grade, we had moved to a new school and so I didn't know anybody, and as we moved to a new school, my best friend from my old school, his brother was murdered, you know, suddenly and unexpectedly. As I struggled to cope with that, then at the same time, the family I grew up in uh, was kind of in a shambles. We were, people were struggling to get along, my brother, my sister, my parents, and uh, I didn't know where I could turn to, and as the the tension Grew sort of the highest, uh, right at that time, another, a good friend from high school, uh, who had just graduated high school, died. Uh, he died suddenly. They said it's like infant death syndrome. Nineteen-year-old boy uh, all of a sudden just collapses in the store and dies. A week later, another friend of mine at, at the new school, great kid from Ethiopia, was raising his family because his dad had already died by working a cleaning business while going to high school. He was on his way back from Christmas break, driving, and drunk driver driving the wrong side of the highway crashed into him and killed him. I didn't understand, uh, and I was broken, and I just remember laying on my bed, crying out to God, saying, I can't do this. You need to do this for me. And at that time, I remember he just grabbed my hand figuratively at least, I felt him grab my hand and uh, just push me into a full pursuit of reconciling myself to God and helping others be reconciled to God. So I launched head first into that. I was leading Bible studies at uh, school. I was going on mission trips, helping share Christ with people. And I saw God working on some of those mission trips, bringing people to know him. But at that same time, I didn't fully grasped that I was already reconciled to God. I was legalistic, and I lacked lacked grace with other people. My friend, I was back at my old school after another year, and my friend, whose brother died, uh, was having a hard time and struggling in his life with direction, and I I think I was just too harsh and legalistic. I remember getting a letter from him saying, uh, I just wasn't showing him grace, and he he felt judged uh, unfairly by me. And then, uh, not long after that, I got a very similar message from my sister that I was just too much, you know, legalistic and not showing uh, true love and grace. So, learning to balance those things, I want to please God, but I need to rest in realizing that I'm already pleasing to God. I went to college uh, still in that limbo state, and um, what uh, a great experience my first year was i went to a christian group on campus there was like eight of us that went to that group and they encouraged us to you know share christ with whoever is around us and show his love and so uh i gave my roommate uh you guys may remember the the little pamphlets uh, about like the four spiritual laws gave him a pamphlet um and said hey you know like you to read it and then we can talk about it sometime and then uh, a week later or so i was uh praying uh, and he was in bed and as I was on my knees praying I heard this voice telling me ask your roommate if uh, he read that pamphlet I was like nah he's asleep I'm gonna pray like I'm praying now I'm not gonna ask him and it's like God said to me no you can't keep praying you need to ask him And so I was like hey bro are you awake like yeah I was like did you read that pamphlet I gave you. He's like, yeah. I was like, what do you think of it? He's like, I liked it. I said, well, would you want to become a Christian? He said, yeah. I was like, well, is there anything stopping you from praying right now? He's like, nope. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, God, wow. And so I went through again, like what it means to follow Jesus and uh, what it means to be a believer. And I was like, so you still want to pray? And he's like, yep. <laughs> I I, I was like you sure like this is weird for me and yet he did and I prayed with him and he he uh, became a believer uh then you know not long after that another person in this um uh, on the dorm just uh came to uh, know know Jesus after I had shared it with him and I brought him to the group and uh he too uh you know was following Jesus and then um Another person who I, every week, would ask, Hey, do you want to come to the Bible study? Do you want to come to the Bible study? And he never came. He was, never, he was too busy, too much work going on, you know, too much schoolwork. And so he never came. But the next year, after that summer, he came to me. He's like, Hey, Jeremy, you wouldn't believe it. I went to church with my brother over the summer, and I accepted Jesus. And it just reminds me of those threads. I was one thread bumping into his life, and his brother was another thread. Who his brother had recently come to know Jesus, and together, uh, God was weaving us in such a way that uh, my friend could be reconciled to God. So, with all these things, that group went from eight people in two, three years. Other people, you know, seeing God work and praying. We prayed every night uh, for uh, for people together. And that group went from about eight people to over 225 folks. So it was amazing to see God work. At the same time, I uh, I was still holding on to that legalistic side. Uh, I fasted for long periods of times, and at times I was lacking in grace with other Christians, you know, trying to whip them into shape, like you need to be obeying all these laws if you want to become a good Christian. And that's when my senior year, I met my wife, and my lovely wife... Um, we almost didn't happen as a couple. We sometimes say, you know, we we uh, didn't like each other, didn't like each other, and then we got married and now we love each other. Uh, because uh, as I was seeking perfection and a judgmental attitude, I was looking for every little thing had to be perfect in our relationship and who she was in order for it to be like the relationship God wants us to have. Well, thankfully, despite my uh, judgmental attitude, we were uh We did get married, and now 23 years later, I've seen how her thread has uh, helped shape my life to help me realize that I am indeed already loved by God and reconciled to Him and can help reconcile others better now. I spent uh, over 20 years in the military and uh, after college, and in the military is where I realized that you have to share Christ in the way that you can share Christ at the time and the place. I wasn't allowed to speak about him all the time, but actions are often primary and you need to earn people's respect in the military and many places before they'll listen to you. And uh, my wife, who's a fabulous listener uh, and an encourager and just loves people, showed me that there's more than one way to share the message. You don't have to just you know, knock on a door and share the message of Christ with someone you hardly know there are many ways to share the love of Christ. In that time, as I learned to balance being reconciled to God and helping others reconcile with God, I learned that actions speak louder than words at times. So there's a casting crown song called Love You With The Truth, uh, whose words speak to me. It says, when we love, we earn the right to speak the truth. And when we speak the truth, we show the world we truly love. So as I learn that I am loved by God, I can love others, and when I love them, part of loving them is speaking the truth to them. So the story of my life is really how God has reconciled me to Him, and now I can reach out and help others to be reconciled to God. I'm a high school teacher now, and you know teen kids can just see through any crap. So if you uh, aren't genuine, Then they see through that and they don't respect you but if you're genuine and you love them then they may listen to you more than they're listening to parents or others as long as they know that you love them so i'd encourage you to as you are reconciled to god to reach out to others to help them to be reconciled to god have a great day
0: thank you so much for sharing your story i loved how you talked about your struggle with accepting that you are already reconciled with god especially when you said you weren't sure if you were doing enough or if you were doing well enough. I think many of us struggle with this. I know I do. I want to do things perfectly. I want to make sure I'm doing enough. I know in my heart I am already wholly and completely loved by God. And yet my actions show I feel as though I need to earn his love. Like in that movie Annie, when she feels she has to earn her keep to live with Daddy Warbucks. God doesn't need us to do anything. He just wants us to be with Him. Thank you again for sharing and for being so open and honest about your journey. Come back anytime. We have all seen God working in our lives. However, we might not all be aware it is God working in our lives. This is why it's so important we start talking about it more. The more we share our experience, the more people will understand how God works and how much He truly loves us. If you would be willing to share any experience you've had of how God has worked or is working in your life, please email me at, katherine at and that's Catherine at FindingTrueNorthCoaching dot com, and that's C A T H E R I N E at Coaching dot com, or just click on the link below. It won't take up much of your time, and your story could be just the story that someone needs to hear today. Prayerfully consider sharing. Everyone has a story, and the world needs to hear them. I look forward to spending time with you again tomorrow, and I will have another witness for you next Wednesday. Have a blessed day!